0: is it me you're looking for i can see it in your eyes i can see it in your smile
1: welcome to the sunset sessions podcast with matt and jared hi i'm matt
0: i'm jared (laughs) Hello, Jared. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. We're so smooth at this it's now. Just, We've really nailed this. That was so professionally done. Like <laughs> y- y- You'd almost think we spent hours uploading sounds and yeah. fiddling with technology. So, and practicing our harmonies. I mean, that was, if uh, anyone listening, that was a one take. Yeah, we are We, we're we pros. actually nailed that. Yeah. Um, uh, EQ'd it all at the same time. And I'd
1: like to know, actually, who who the people think is which which part. <laughs>
0: I mean, which one of us has the range to I, reach those notes? I, I I was in tune. That's all. That's all you guys at home need to know. I was in, in tune, tune with what? In tune with what it should be a perfect pitch, my friend. <laughs> so I'm gonna be in tune with. <laughs> if you're perfect pitch, like what have you ever heard that when? Um, so well, I don't know if it's true. Cause, um, if you didn't know, I'm actually not perfect pitch. But um, anyway, so um, they <laughs> I had some friends who said that when people hear a song and they got perfect pitch that's then what the, the key that it's in is the song. that That's how they remember the song. So like, they can tell you what note it's in and what key it's in. So when they hear that song done by someone else and it's in a different key, you're almost like, great, because it's, it's like, oh, that's not the key it should be in. Because mm. like, they, rem- they know that, that it's not the right key. Mm. So, because um, Charlie
1: Puth has perfect pitch. Who's that? You don't know who Charlie Puth is.
0: Oh, great. It's just going to be all these horrible, really um, obvious pop culture references yes. that, that I'm really out of touch yes. with. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Keep going. Yeah. So yeah. he has perfect pitch. It's, it's really cool. interesting watching him.
1: But who is he? He's just he's a singer. He's is a he? pop singer like. music, like Oh, okay, you know. right. It's, you know, Yeah. Okay, right. Charlie Puth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. He's right. got perfect pitch. Oh, it's right. really interesting watching videos of him like where people because basically it was really funny how the media like latched on to this fact, this single fact about him to be like he's got perfect pitch and every interview he, he did for like a year and a half which is people going
0: show how you have perfect bitch
1: <laughs> and he was like oh for goodness sake like every time right. and all it is is him being like them saying like oh here we'll play this song that you've never heard before what key is it in and he's like yeah it's in g yeah it's an a yeah it's a F.
0: oh really and it's like oh my
1: gosh how did you know that And it's like because literally this is <laughs>
0: yeah that, <laughs> it kind of
1: comes with the territory i think interestingly he said it was something that can be trained like yeah. even though it is a something you're born with in some capacity he was saying that it, it is still something you have to develop and learn. Like there are people with perfect pitch who don't realise because they've never been sort of...
0: Yeah, so I, th- I think the, the reality is that, so he's a singer and a musician. So if, you, if you've if you never kind of dabbled in music, you probably don't realise you've got perfect pitch. But because obviously he can name what that key is because he's been taught, he's been taught scales and then named the scales and then just made that association. If someone's not l- musically literate, They've got no reference point for for naming those things so it's just like mm. a, just any it's a sound isn't it but um but yeah but even without perfect pitch people become get relative pitch uh, and even um and if you become familiar enough with sound so i had a friend so i, t- I took classical singing lessons right Did for you? three years i oh, know could you not tell from the intro um so um and uh, and my singing teacher so he would he would um teach me uh just about how to place the voice um, uh, so when you were singing it would um, I mean, I'm going to just gonna sh- describe this for the for the listeners if I can but uh, as you would kind of support the support the sound and the airflow like you would try and direct rather than just singing out the front of your face or r- out of your mouth you would try and direct the sound to go almost uh, around the back of your skull and over the top of your head and out the front of your forehead if that makes sense like that's where you'd want to place it um and it would help with things like tuning but also how you would energize the sound all these sorts of things um and um uh, uh, and yeah it would just give you a, a more natural sound but the point would be in because you would um do that it would resonate and because everyone's everyone's face shape is different like the, the cavity in your mouth the space is different everyone would come up really your natural singing voice that, that's why everyone's is unique because the cavity is unique for each person and so like when you get like um when you get like a black gospel choir for example like the reality is the the natural the natural cavity shape of like a of of, of someone of african descent is much much wider uh, and much larger that's that's where the soul that when you see oh that's such a soulful sound that's where it comes from so it's just which cuz it's just it's so much more mellow and wide and you know reverberant um so um so yeah that's that's how they you know that kind of culture gets that natural sound but um so i'm digressing anyway point being he taught me um, uh, just different ways to place the voice. So there'll be a point where when it resonated a certain point, I, I knew that when I when I would sing and my but kind of halfway up my nose, but between my eyes, when that would like um, vibrate when I was singing and like um, having the sound come through my face at that point, I knew that was about an E at the top of the stave. Okay. So that's so I could, I knew I could pitch it and that would be roughly an E. And so, um, and every time if I'd sing it, it would vibrate. I'd be like, oh, I'm singing an E, w- without without having perfect pitch. So there's there's other ways that you can kind of cheat it. Maybe you do right. have perfect pitch? I don't have perfect pitch. I know <laughs> I don't have perfect pitch. I have met people who do.
1: I also think people get confused with perfect because I don't think perfect pitch is also about being able to sing well.
0: No, it's not. It's just
1: about being able to like hear it, isn't it? More than yeah. yeah. Else.
0: It's like, and it's so that so there's another guy I can't remember his name, but there's this pian- uh, pianist who's I can't remember his name. It's Jacob something. Um, and he's slightly. He does oh, I know it, who you mean. He's, he's, he does this amazing video where he plays this piece of music, but he plays the emotion. So it's like it's like ten minutes of him, and they'll just they'll literally throw Collier, off Jacob Collier, Jacob Collier. That's yeah. the one. And it's if you've not seen it, check it out on YouTube, Jacob Collier, and type in emotions as well. And basically, there's one where someone will just throw um, up um, an emotive descriptor up like angry, and then he will play the emotion like, on the piano, just off the cuff, and then as it changes, he'll then, like, move into all these, playing all these different emotions, one after another, just off the cuff, improvising it, and it's literally, when you hear it, you're just like, oh my goodness, that is what that emotion sounds like. It's incredible to listen to. But but I think, I'm pretty sure he's got perfect pitch, because he can, like, even within, for those that aren't, those that are musically literate, between, like, tones, he can, with his perfect pitch, break down a tone and sing it, like, up to seven seven intervals within a tone oh wow like he can break it down yeah, like yeah. that accurately yeah and 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 sing it bang on in terms of like the frequencies so he's so there are some people but also like i think that comes with a bit of his gifting of his autism i guess in yeah. terms of being I've able to i've seen down. i saw a video
1: of him tapping mm. he just like taps on the surface records it and and shows how it is a a major a major chord like he taps, really? he taps in like an interval that yeah. when it's sped up, the frequency becomes a major chord. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'll try and find a change at oh some point. Oh my days. Well, that's that's could, a major digress. Like how, how have we got here? I have no from, idea. I mean, it's because of our fantastic singing in the
0: intro. This that's is, probably what it is. I mean, it was mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna, I mean, this could be our big break. It could be. It could. Be.
1: Lionel Richie could be on the phone to us yeah. asking us to do a cover with him. They so. could,
0: but they'll be saying, oh, can I just have one of you, the one that, and did then the high part, and that then no, me. they did the bit in tune, and then we'll be like, No, that was me, and then you'll be like, No, that was obviously me, and then the then we'll fall out, and then, then we'll the podcast out, won't happen anymore, and then we'll be like the new Simon Garfunkel or the Beatles, or the yeah, okay. you know, they didn't end up not liking each other, breaking up, or whatever. Yeah,
1: we could have separate podcasts. Oh, my goodness, I'd have to and borrow the, the equipment from you,
0: though. Um, <laughs> How awkward <laughs> is that? Can I borrow your podcast? I know we're not afraid so, so I can talk smack <laughs> about you online. <or laughs> It make great content it would and if anything you talking smack I and mean, then then me coming back at you with with counter smack that yeah. that would that would a boost viewers or view or listeners yeah and make me money so actually, it would be really interesting i can take that on the chin okay this. excellent so um wow that's the next year year of my life plan there we go so that's, that's anyway so, yeah. how
1: are you it's been a while since we since we, so our plan of our 2022 oh, schedule of our first episode has gone out the window yeah Partly because of just life,
0: yeah, and and I had COVID and I was very tired, and then um, uh, and so that was that was quite difficult. And then, the week we were gonna get this, and then because we did one episode l- mapping out well, how were yeah. we were gonna do it, and then when we um, arranged to meet up, that like, that week I'd come down with a cold. Like, yeah you were ill oh it was, yeah. sp- it was a, well, by a cold it sounds a bit flimsy but oh so no you were like really rough well yeah because yeah, of covid fatigue as well and then that on top and this cold just knocked me for six. so I literally well, I wasn't functioning yeah so I we apologise it's pr- profoundly my fault
1: and then I had I've been off well this is the second week of me being off work because mm. I finished one job before I start another and I oh. also then have equally been like I'm just trying to not do too much mm. trying to enjoy this this bit of time yeah yeah But it's been like, what, so it's been like a month since we, since you recorded?
0: Yeah. Or more, no more, maybe more actually. Yeah, yeah. We're near the end of February, aren't we now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. February 22nd. We were hoping to have one out by now. Yeah. yeah, So we're a bit behind, but hopefully as of now, we'll be able to actually maintain that rhythm that we've promised to our avid (laughs) listeners. And ourselves. And and ourselves. And the Lord above. And the Lord above. So we are sorry. We shall commit. Please don't, please don't cancel your imminent Patreon subscriptions. (laughs) (laughs) We we need your love and affection <laughs> we're so hungry so we haven't eaten in days but actually that really that feeds in
1: really well mm. to what I wanted us to talk about this week which right. was about rest because one of the reasons why we said we wouldn't do the podcast a week when you were feeling unwell which we actually yeah. talked about when we because you said i'm up for doing it yeah 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 and i said no don't like actually take the time for yourself rest up this is true and get better which i was actually quite grateful for and i, I think <laughs> i really yeah. didn't want to do it because i think for both of us i think over the last while well, i don't know, well from conversations we've had mm. i think the recent past as in i for me i'm talking the last like five years have been really significant in understanding what rest means for me mm. And I think you have had something similar, or well, have you? It was just long longer than that that you you've been aware of the importance of rest.
0: I th- I think rest has come out of different things, so I think it was understanding my approach to work and maybe some of the the reasons I wasn't resting, which weren't rest or energy related, but more probably insecurities. So I think actually it was it was more deeply rooted in other stuff that um that once I'd kind of been able to um, uh, become more self-aware around those things and and maybe rectify those lies that I was living about whatever, then I was able to go, oh, I I could then give myself permission to rest mm. without without feeling guilty about it. So I think that's probably uh, it's probably a little bit different for me in that regard. Okay, um, which yeah is vague, but we can unpack it as we go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, well, I really became I think growing up I realized that well on reflection, I realized that I very much saw that attitude of, you've got to work hard, you've got to give it your all, you've got to put everything into everything, never take a sick day unless you're dying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unless you literally can't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. never ever, like, just keep going. And I wouldn't say it came from anywhere in particular. Like, I, it's funny, I talked to my mum about this recently, where with school, she she would always, like, I, I, there, were, there were different points in my life where I tried to find excuses to get out of school mm. because I didn't want to be there and so i remember it kind of always stuck in my mind when i went into the world of work that i should never take a sick i should i'm not allowed a sick day unless i'm dying yeah and yeah. I, I, I don't blame her for that i just think yeah. it's a like a byproduct of those conversations we had around yeah. that time mm. and i talked to her about it and, and it's really funny because she i think she would say yes that probably was like her attitude to work and to me going to school and all that kind of stuff was unless you were genuinely dying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> or so unwell you should be in school yeah
0: if, if you can walk yeah exactly you need to walk
1: to school yeah exactly mm. exactly and so I think I brought a lot of that into different areas of my life things mm. I was doing but I also was really aware of because I think since we since well you're a little bit older than me but since we've been like teenagers <laughs> Let's <not> bring that up. <laughs> uh, since we've been teenagers I think yeah. the conversation around rest and mm. the importance of being aware of yourself your body how you feel and what you put in your body and the exercise you do has been I think there's been significant conversations around that. I just don't think it's quite had the impact until the last two or three years Mm. when like all of culture has suddenly taken on this approach to a more relaxed, more like recognition of mental health, of physical health, Mm. of what you're putting in your body, what you're doing with your body, all those kind of things, I think have become really important the last few years. And it's been really interesting to see how, you know, those things have been there for a while, but it's suddenly like mm. people are su- are now suddenly listening. And I wonder if part of that is COVID. I wonder if part of that is people, you know, actually taking a break, and like being forced to take a break to not be in the office, not being at work because of lockdowns and because of, you know, stay at home orders or
0: whatever. And or suddenly and having time with family. Yeah, exactly. Like forced, yeah. Thr- I mean, the amount of people that I know, like young families in particular, like, oh, wow, I had three months at home and I could spend so much time with the wife and kids or mm. whatever. And that was just invaluable mm. or those that had to stay at home and didn't have that and then they realized how much they needed connection mm. so it, either way i think it was i op- and and it's funny how eye-opening that was and how so many people so we we for, i know for those that might be of a more christian uh based world view we studied this book in church called the ruthless elimination of hurry which actually has a lot of secular 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 application anyway right it a lot of secular yeah, yeah, like research, sure. but yeah, yeah, for for sure, majority of it, yeah, is, yeah. But yeah. but it's but it's a church leader that's written it and and puts it into application. But it's it's totally relevant for the for the, for uh, any worldview, really. I think, that um, it's got a lot of Christian foundations and and thought thought processes. But pro, pro, oh, I can't talk today. Thought processes behind it, um, and um, uh, but the reality is, and uh, the amount of people based on all that that said. Do you know what, I'm never going back to that other way we're living. You know, oh, we can't go back to that. It's just, you know, you know, it's just unhealthy and I just can see the difference it's made to to live a little bit differently and be more mindful of those things. And yet, I don't know, 80 to 90% of people that I can think of probably have slid back into that old way of living quite quickly and quite comfortably mm. uh, and are probably now as stressed as they were and um, and under the caution, busy like having a full life is one thing but having a busy life where actually you're overworked on those things yeah they they're probably in that place mm. a lot quicker and probably not not mindful that they've they've arrived there not self-aware enough to be mm. like oh yeah I said I wasn't going to do this again and yet here I am
1: so yeah. yeah i've i've been reading that the last that's my book of this month because i've never said mm. to you before so i'm i'm reading trying to read a book a month mm. <laughs> like which is doesn't sound like a lot for some people but for me it's yeah, quite yeah. a big change and good. that is my yeah my book for february and I'm about, say, two thirds of the way through, and like I have like a lot of a lot of thoughts on it. Like I found it quite grating at times in many ways. Like I've never read it the whole way through. I've only ever read like the parts we've had to do for different studies yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah. Um, I really like, I do like it. I love the concept, but there's bits of it that like really, really like not great on me. Is too too strong. Like in the saying, all of it grates on me. But there are bits of it where I'm like, i oh, I don't. I can't. I can't relate to this. Can, in some you, give, ways? can you give me an example? Because um, having read the book, I think just the lifestyle that he has, being a very independent, i able to choose his time how he wants to. Yeah, makes it really hard to relate to some of his recommendations. So just for
0: just for context, he's a church leader. Yeah. Who? Um, well, he's
1: the, yeah, yeah. And by church leader, I don't just mean he's on a leadership team. He is the leader. Yeah, yeah. Of a church. Yeah, and yeah. got to had the opportunity to turn around and say. I don't want to be the leader of ten churches. I want to be the leader of one. Yeah. Which most people in like in a business mentality would not get the option to say, "I don't want this much responsibility. I want to go down something else." Like that isn't yeah, yeah. that isn't applicable in, in most spheres of of life. Yeah, yeah. Unless you quit.
0: Um, well, yeah, and, unless you are in charge. Like, yeah. So um, most people aren't in charge, are they? They're like, this is your job role. If you are going to do this job, this is what you are signing up to. Yeah. You don't have a choice.
1: And and even even if you are not, if you're you know the CEO of Google. Can't turn around and say, I only want to do the research part now. Yeah. This, unless you're the founder of an organization or something that's entirely yours. You're a cult leader. Well no, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> then you can't then you don't get that opportunity to, to actually say, This I don't want all of this. I want to choose what I want. Mm-hmm. And so there's bits of it where I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but I really need I think there needs to be more of a practical study into how people apply and I think that's probably part of why people don't keep it up because people don't have as much control of their lives Mm. as well i mean we do we do have control of our lives perception is that we don't but we don't yeah we could choose to quit that job yeah yeah but we don't have the freedom to be able to in some ways because Mm. especially for people whose finances are tied up in a job who can't Mm. just quit one job to potentially not get another because they're in a low-paid area and they just they need to make the minimum amount they are making they've got families to support all this stuff they can't go through it so i can understand why it'd be easy for people to not to keep it up mm. um because of that so i think it's really important i think there's a really important discussion there but i think there needs to be more of like yeah maybe somebody needs to do like an application of it to to normal it's <laughs> normal people. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds really to, to, to you know. people
0: who's whose whose rhythms are are not totally their own
1: yeah because even like within the christian culture like you know he he is writing quite overtly to christians mm or to at least to he he would I think would accept that unless you had a Christian vision of life you wouldn't be able to maybe comprehend all of what he's saying yeah yeah but there's an element that even within that not all Christians are the same yeah and it's not yeah. as easy and so it's things like that because I looked at random follow on from that mm. do you know about the um oh, is it called the community of Saint Anselm or something the the bishop of the Archbishop of Canterbury's like prayer community okay people um, who give up a year of their life to basically live in to live out what he's talking about like living a monastic life in mm. the middle of in lambeth so lambeth you go Pans. there yeah, yeah so you yeah. go there for a year and i was like oh, I, I just be really interested in what that looks like how mm. how the application process is mm. you have to raise twenty eight thousand pounds that's the first the first part and okay. i was kind of like that's quite that's a substantial that's a big, yeah that's quite a big thing to ask for someone who you're saying Come and live this lifestyle that mm. that you'll be that we're all called to in some capacity. Mm. Live it out for a year. Mm. Oh, but just FYI, it's going to cost you twenty eight grand. The threshold, and obviously you know mm. they say you know you'll be surprised by the number of people that will give and how much you'll raise through this. And there are there are other charitable supports like there will be diocese or Mm. you know groups that want to support you through this so you'll be you will be surprised yeah that's basically what i'm saying you will be surprised by the support you get in Mm -hmm. raising these funds and i've I've gone through fundraising before for different trips yeah yeah um for different outreach projects and for that but never not quite twenty eight thousand pounds that's a lot that's that's more than the salary for some people that's like way more than the salary yeah yeah, yeah. and especially for like and the age caveat for it is like 18 to 35 Mm. so that's quite a lot of money time is running out for me yeah is what you're saying yeah but it's right. a really interesting concept and so i get it but it's even in that you're kind of like oh like you feel like you missed a trick there a little bit yeah. like have you not realized that if you're asking calling people into like i like monasteries i don't think say to yeah. Their monks, then, yeah 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 so raise... if you can
0: raise 28 grand you can come, you can come here <laughs> for one year basically you've just got to find a salary's worth of yeah. money to come and just be a monk and i think their point is is that they needs to be an element like obviously they've got to be
1: sustained they need mm. to be like they've got to pay for their food kind of thing not yeah. they haven't got to but as in they've got to give the money to to lambeth whoever it is that's running it and then they'll give you your food and everything that you need for the whole year so you you never need to provide yourself anything else while you're there mm. but it's just yeah it's quite a i get Lon- london london rates are high maybe that's what it is
0: <laughs> but yeah but, but that's just the so ultimate like, airbnb yeah, yeah exactly. come do this for you so that's yeah. that whole
1: kind of like yeah little opening thoughts to rest i guess hmm but there are two things in rest for me that have been really significant, two areas. So one is just like general life, mm. which I guess in the past I have seen, I'll give a quick little summary of yeah. my two points. Mm. In the past, I've always seen like your annual leave is my rest. Like the five weeks that my work give me, those are my, that's my rest for life. And maybe the weekends, if I'm yeah. lucky, if I haven't got anything on. And then in like health and fitness, where like rest is really important between workouts or between exercise or when you're on a recovery period which is something I never ever thought about much like I never thought about what rest means what I looks like because rest in, in fitness and health is way bigger than just taking a day of not going to the gym it's sleeping well it's eating well it's getting it's, it's stretching it's massage therapy it's going to a you know a physiotherapist or a chiropractor or something to yeah. get to get rest for your body And so I guess those are like the two, the two really significant areas in the last few years of my life. The first one being, let's say, like in general life, like how do you switch off from all of your responsibilities and things that are going around you? Like where do you find rest? And I think I learned a lot about that when I was in America, like when I went to to do the ministry school in Nashville, because while I was there, I couldn't work, so I had no like responsibilities in that sense. I had no job to do. I just had time to be and that was a really big part of the school was about like taking time for yourself and learning to rest and learning to like find i mean in, in the context of the ministry school it was all about like resting in the lord like finding time to find rest in in your relationship with god but there's also a big part of it that was like practical rest like you shouldn't you shouldn't just be doing stuff all the time which is so counter-cultural to me especially whilst i was in another country where i wanted to do so everything, much and see yeah. so much and try everything. Yeah, and go to all these places, meet every person I could, try every different food that there was available mm. and go to every gig and event and mm. whatever was going on. Mm. The actual like, the idea of rest while I was there was quite hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I
1: think like, am I wasting my time? Like I've come like four thousand miles to experience somewhere. I'm I'm just currently just sitting on the sofa, like chilling. Is that okay?
0: Well I think rest looks different for different people, doesn't it? I mean, for for me, and it's there's a there is still a balance, but for me, when I when I'm done with work, actually going to see and hang out with friends that give me energy, is is rest, and and doing something fun with them is rest. So um, so like for example, the other, I can't remember what it was now, but the other the other month, this was pre Christmas. Like you and me went down to the 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 driving range, mm. and there was a thing of that was <laughs> uh, from said. what I remember that was after work. That was after work one day, and we just went down, but. And ideally, that's not me just slobbing on a sofa. That's me kind of giving time to a mate, and and then just smashing balls and <laughs> exerting energy doing it. And a grind. golf yeah, balls. yeah, yeah <laughs> golf balls, um, uh, and uh, <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, yeah, and that was giving time and energy to that. And it it wasn't a stress to do that. Actually, it's quite life giving. So I think e- even in then. Um, and some people have a greater capacity for that than others. So I'm quite extroverted. I could probably spend all day, every day, with people who give me energy, and I'd be all right. Mm. People who, and there are people who drain me, and I have to just be conscious and give them less time. It's the reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you think it comes down to that then,
1: the whole introvert-extrovert thing? Um, As in what gives you rest is is based
0: partially. I mean, e- but even introverts need need people, and I think they just that they just need to be much more aware of alone time is much more precious for them. So I still need alone time, but I'm so far at the other end of the scale. Like I could see a week of seeing people all the time. And if they all give me energy, I'll be okay. Like I might, I could do with maybe an hour somewhere in the week Mm. to sit on my own and maybe just watch a TV program, say nothing, do nothing. And then, and then I can then go out and I'm, I'm done. Whereas an extra, an introvert might need a whole day. Oh yeah. You know? And even then, maybe, maybe a couple of evenings, yeah. <laughs> to, to to recover. So I know I am quite far at the, quite far out in that in that. Yeah, regard. whereas I'm definitely the opposite,
1: mm. where the majority of my rest will come from being on my own. Yeah, and yeah. so like oh, two weeks like this, like the first week we were, uh, I was up in London for the first weekend and over with my friends up in Hook mm. for one of my buddy's birthdays, and then was doing stuff like every day the first week off just had things on didn't really have much time just to like be at home Mm. and then this week like yesterday so it's tuesday today yesterday was like what i consider the first real day of like me having rest because well sunday was kind of like it because i went Mm. to church in the morning and then Mm. had all afternoon to do nothing Mm. but monday i just i got to wake up have nothing on the agenda Mm. i literally just sat and watched like TV, like films, things I wanted to like see and catch up on and just sit in and just do nothing like for literally a whole day. I think I I went out to go to the gym that was about it. I had some social interaction there when I talked to a few people that I know at the gym Mm. and that was like that was fine like for 10 minutes but it's great because in the context of the gym, you you know that like people are there to do something. So it's yeah, generally yeah. a natural end to all those conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to come home and I felt great because i I'd, mm. I'd done something active, I'd kept my you know, kept myself moving, I had like a really healthy lunch, like it was great, I felt brilliant, just sat around and did did hardly anything. It was amazing, absolutely loved it. Mm. And today and, and the rest of this week, like I've got a few things planned like this, like recording this morning, but then in general. I'm I'm pretty free like I've got a couple of i got a bike ride plan for the end of the week with Chris mm. and it's like so I look forward to those things I've got like dinner out on Saturday mm. but I don't have I don't have too much on and I feel like I really need that because last week So full on Yeah and it kind of stressed me out by the end of it because it was people every day and it was people every day but also in the context of no time to myself mm. as such I mean there were like like you say pockets like hours here or there where it was just me mm. but and I don't don't get me wrong. Like I love being there with people, really present in those moments. Absolutely enjoy them. Mm. But there is a point at which I'm like, I'm aware that I'm at the end of my tether, almost. Yeah, like I, yeah. I've reached the end point. People aren't going to get the best of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get so? Do you get the opposite where it's like, like me feeling like I've had too much with people? Do you get to a point where it feels like you've had not enough time with people that then you start to be like, I'm not going to be my best self now
0: because I haven't been around people um mm, that's interesting because interestingly if if I've had too much time with people which takes a lot then I'm like oh I do need to be on my own for a bit otherwise but that's like maybe an hour in a week just to mm. be on it and then I'm fine but the other way I'd probably say it's not that they won't get the best of me but when they do get me then they've got all of me like it's probably quite like oh he's he's full of beans because i'm need so much energy i'm just like oh man um i just crave the crave people but i think it's not so much that they don't get the best of me it's that i don't get the best of me okay so like i'm just there probably crawling up the walls like i i just and i get a little bit restless like i almost like oh i really need to go and see someone mm. so um so when i had covid like awful and I tell you, the, the four or five days, because I had it quite bad, the four or five days I had it where I was really ill, um, Like if you could have given me an option of you can have four or five days where you feel absolutely dreadful or ten days where it's asymptomatic but you can't see anyone, which was the reality, I'd take the four or five days mm. ill so I could get out early. Which uh, honest, because the ten days on my own, awful yeah for someone who like needs people like like probably to to gain energy i was just so i mean by the, by day five six i'd i I'd recovered but i was so lethargic i was just like z- i didn't didn't have the energy to do anything and part of that was covid but the other part was that was just i just need to see people and yeah. couldn't so that that for me was quite hard so yeah i think i don't get the best of. Me. i can't actually i don't function as well okay. <laughs> in the, the every day like I tried to read a book and just couldn't. I was just like, oh man, I just all I could think about was counting the second stand of like getting out and seeing someone. Really? Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, because I guess for yeah, 'cause for me it's like it's that and the other. Like I don't feel great in myself mm. when I'm a, when I'm with when I'm having to intentionally be with people for too long, like mm. that whole having to give conversation. That's that's a bit of a drain to me, It's like constantly being yeah. thinking about other people, thinking about other stuff's going on, like listening, like yeah. trying to take it all in, blah, blah, blah all these things. But then it's also it frustrates me because because I'm not like because because I just feel very like torn and frustrated and I I I know it's one of the things that happens to me mm. when I'm around people for too when I'm with other people for too much and I and I feel like I haven't enough time to like decompress or rest mm. is um. I start to like really want conversations to be over. Like I'm listening to a conversation. I'm listening yeah. to someone talk yeah. and I know where they get. I know where they're trying to get to. Yeah. Like I know their point. They're trying to get to. And I'm I, and I, in my head. I'm like, like picturing myself watching Netflix, like skipping forward. <laughs> 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 I just want to be like, come on, just get to the end of this point. Like I know it's exactly like what we are trying to say, just yeah. get there so that I can finish this bit. <laughs> and it's like, and I know, and it frustrates me because it, because it means I know I'm not giving my best self to them. Um, and then I know that I'm not giving giving them the mm. best version of me either. So mm. it's like it's like a double double whammy at that end. But I do get the opposite as well. I do get the other end where I'm t- where I spend so much time with myself at home. It's like even by the end of yesterday, I was so like, oh, like I just want to be out of the house. I want to go do something. I want to see people. I want to you know hang out. Mm. Blah blah blah. Because I've been at home all day. But I think there's been a really interesting, like in the sense of personal life and rest within personal life has been a really interesting shift for me to recognize the importance of actually taking time to do the things that help me to to unwind and if that is sitting at home for a day reading books watching a film just relaxing Mm. I need to recognize that every so often that's a a good thing to do and actually that's needed Mm. but maybe not getting to the point of frustration with it Mm. I think that's been the, the the shift because I still struggle with the whole thing of like I always feel like I need to be doing something. Yeah, yeah. Like actually taking time to do nothing and just sit and be quiet and be like there's a thing I keep hearing in like a lot of podcasts and in a lot of like social media stuff when it comes to like mental health is about this idea of needing like we should be getting back to the point of being bored. Yeah. Like we need to be happy mm. with the idea mm. of being like we've we've built so many things in life now that take that distract us from our
0: boredom. And and boredom is really a fuel for creativity. Yeah. And so you see, you see kids nowadays, and I'm saying this as a youth worker, they don't know how to be bored. They don't know how to sit in boredom because they've always got, oh, I'm bored. I'm, I'm, or I'm beginning to get restless and the first stepping stone into boredom. And so because I don't want that, I'll go on my phone, I'll Mm. message someone, I'll scroll through Instagram, I'll whatever it, play a game, um, whatever it might be. And, and the reality is it kills their creativity. So when they, when they're, and I'm talking about just in the practicalities of they're faced with a problem, they they don't know what to do because they've never had to sit in something where oh this is laborious and I need to overcome this thing, which as a kid it's like oh I'm bored I need to create something out of nothing to help have to help myself have fun. But well, that's you know when um, build a fort out of cardboard you know so, or something stupid that's like you, you know it seems mundane but actually is really important for, for, for development and mm. resilience. Like, oh, you, you've you've hit an uncomfortable spot of boredom. Well, good. This is good for you. That you know, built in build and so um and there's other areas of, of the things that build resilience that 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 kids lack nowadays, but I just see it so much that they don't know how to sit in boredom. Their resilience is really low. So when they when they hit a point of um an uncomfortable place, they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to work through it or respond to it in a healthy way. Mm. Uh, and they reach for comfort blankets like the phone or whatever. The amount of kids that can't live, with, literally they can't live without a phone. And I'm sitting there thinking, I, I didn't even have a phone until I was like in my teens. Mm. And now kids, some kids are having a phone like eight or nine. I oh, know. And it's just like, oh,
1: how? It freaks me out a bit. I yeah.
0: hate seeing.
1: It's, it's like, awful. Even um, like when I'm at school, when mm. I was working at the school, mm. just like even, you know, the year nine's coming in. Yeah, It'd be like a break and lunch, just whipping out their phones. Yeah, and it's just
0: like what, like, they, yeah, and it, it it kills it you kills activity. Yeah, like play chat, but, but and they laugh. Actually, they don't know how banter, to play. Banter,
1: you know. But the best jokes are born out of boredom.
0: Well, this is it, and and the re- and the reality, the reality is, like, when you think about play, um, I remember going to like a little, it was like a little sport, um, well, it's to do with sport basically, and, and working at how to, how to use sport in in like youth work or whatever it might be, right. And um, and one of them, they were talking about the difference between play, games, and sports. And and then play is a thing where there aren't any rules; like you just muck in and, and go mental with each other, and just y- you can everything's malleable. And then games is where actually you start to create boundaries around the play, so um, so that you can make the play just a little bit more structured. Which because boundaries in the, in that sense are healthy. Then, because boundaries are thing that helps everyone. Boundaries are a leveler for everyone to participate on the same Mm. page. Creating a goal. Yeah, yeah. Just creating a goal of how you're going to make that play constructive. Mm. And so the point is. Yeah, yeah. What the 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 point of the play? Purpose of the play. So yeah. So initially, play is just the play is where creativity starts. Yeah, play is just to have fun. Yeah, play is just to have fun, and creativity comes out of that. And that's when you go, "Oh, this is cool." Well, if we if we say that we we put a boundary line there, then that that can actually enhance the play that we've already had and and just make the play even more fun right and then out of out of those games then that's when you end up with sport like actual we're going to create a team around this and we're going to have a set time limit and then go out and create competition out of the game uh, and that's way things like football like foot the only reason they they put goals in football is because when they first started playing football they had this big leather sack that they were just booting they were booting it across fields and mm. the the point was they were they they didn't have an endpoint, so that's why they had to start drawing lines around the. So they were playing and they were having fun, kicking a thing around and kicking it to each other and yeah. kicking it over fields. But they were like, "Oh, this is knackering because we're kicking it over so many fields and it's just everyone's chasing after it." And this is actually, if we just say we're going to keep it within a confined space, yeah, yeah. it means um it it again we're just structuring the play so that we can have more fun. We don't have to you know go across three fields to collect our ball. Yeah. So and then the beautiful game of football was born a beautiful you know? game so actually but that i they're kicking a pigskin ball around because they were bored well i was just you thinking know? actually
1: that even even within that that whole if you think about when you just when you just have like a kickabout you're literally just passing the ball to someone yeah yeah that starts because you're bored like as and you do that because you're like well, what should we do let wow, oh let's we'll kick a ball to each other and then after a while that becomes boring yeah like just the passing yeah. becomes boring, which is why you then need to create a purpose. Yeah. Okay, and what's the purpose of this? Like, what are we trying to yeah. achieve from it? And it might be not even like playing a game, like as, as in kicking into a goal. It could be we want to learn this new, we want to be able to pass with, you know, through our legs or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we'll yeah. To yeah. Kick it or or mm. do like an overhead pass, or something, you know, whatever we're trying to do. Yeah. And then you keep, and then that gets boring, and then something else becomes, and Absolutely. so it's that like whole like refining, isn't it? Process. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and I, it's and interesting. I think,
0: and young people don't know how to be bored. So they don't know how to access their own like d- deep, creative juices. And then they, because they can't do that, then they, they, they probably don't do as well with boundaries, maybe. I don't know. They, they, they don't know how to implement boundaries themselves. I think I've seen a lot of young people who aren't very good with their own boundary setting. Mm. Um, and then the amount of young people that I see with poor mental health because because they don't have good boundaries and because they they stick to their phones because they don't, they they don't know how to sit in boredom and all the rest of it uh, they um, end up when like talking about basic things about rest like the fir- the first three things when I see a, a, sh- a student at school and we're talking about mental health is right what what's your sleep pattern like um wh- what's your diet like do you get enough exercise those are the first three things because the reality is um and and sleep's the big one most of these kids go to bed at like one two o'clock in the morning have to get up at seven like uh, and and they they act like adults and the thing is it's modeled to them because a lot of adults probably do that as well but uh, they are still kids even though some of these kids look like adults because they're just you know developed or whatever but the reality is they they're still kids and their brains and bodies are still growing and developing and they need eight hours minimum eight to ten hours really as a, as a kid, yeah. teenager and they're not getting it get some of them are getting half
1: that they might get it at the weekend when they haven't got anything to wake up on Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah. But they still go to bed really late and their yeah. sleep rhythms are still are still stuffed. And the reality is yeah. they need to be, if they get up at seven, they need to be going to bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. But they don't. They go to bed at one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah. Because um, they're glued to their phone. Or they can't sleep anyway because their rhythm's out of whack. And so even when they try, they can't. But they don't have the discipline to be able to do it.
1: That's the thing because um. it's the whole thing. I think when I realized, because I was, my rest was terrible in the sense of sleep. Until a couple of years ago, when I suddenly heard more about it through people like Joe Wicks, and mm. he's like really big emphasis on sleep and mm. the importance of sleep. And obviously, that is in the context of training. Mm. That he's talk- but he's also talking about general life. And the whole thing is like actually, it, you're not wasting time by sleeping. No, but and there's a part of me that still I still wrestle with the whole thing of why why would I want to spend a third of my life sleeping? Yeah. Like if I get eight hours sleep a night, that's a third of my life yeah. I'm giving up to sleep. Yeah. I'm not doing or learning anything. Yeah. But it's actually like the impact that has on yeah. the other two
0: thirds of oh, your yeah. life is what makes it important. Oh, for sure. It enhances, it, you, you actually get the best out of those two thirds mm. rather than just making it a a, a poor two thirds in a bit, you get actually a quality two thirds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, if I can, and I'm, I will get eight hours of sleep a night where I, where I can, even as an adult. Mm. Whereas A lot of adults don't and they burn the candle at both ends. I'm like, nah, I need eight hours of sleep. I, I tried I shifting up
1: to nine hours and it was really hard yeah I bet. because like the morning the, the start time can't change yeah. which means the end time has to change yeah 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 <laughs> so that's the and it's like can i get to bed at 9 p.m to wake up at six no. no yeah like my body won't do either yeah. i think the i think thing if i worked time. if i worked out harder mm. not harder if i think if i had a better workout schedule mm. and i was and maybe even with like things like my eating schedule if that yeah. was better mm. then i think i think i could push myself for nine hours yeah but i just don't i just can't right now but
0: but that goes all the way back to the first discussion about um ruthless elimination of hurry and 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 some of your rhythms aren't your own mm. so being able to manage those workout rhythms and food rhythms you actually have to squeeze it around the other bigger yeah. rocks like work and everything else yeah so it means it does make it a real challenge but um that was yeah yeah that's that's one of the really hard things to wrestle with isn't it, in life the whole thing of
1: Like working and Mm. rest and all that stuff like actually what what time what time can we control what do we have control over um but yeah no so i think i think yeah definitely out of that that on my my first thought on rest yeah that whole thing of creativity was a really big thing for me because i think when i started to rest more and separated myself from my phone from other distractions and actually let myself get bored Mm. that was when I found rest and yeah. in the rest I managed to find like creativity and things that yeah. interest like it was really interesting to me the things that I started to crave mm. through resting mm. weren't like social media and flicking through Instagram yeah. and Facebook or just looking at my phone reading. it was like I want to get out I want to shoot photos I want to make yeah. videos I want to like experience things like mm. things that are of interest to me because I think there's like an element of recognizing that actually watching Perhaps like watching TV or watching films isn't in itself a bad thing if it's something you enjoy. Yeah. If you're just doing it to pass the time, yeah. to waste the time, but like there are people in the world who are made to be like film critics. Who yeah. Have to watch films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you but, can't turn around to tell someone who's a film critic that they're wasting their life by watching films because yeah, that is their that's their role. That's their the
0: job and and, and they're, they're good at it yeah and, like and you have to learn that
1: from somewhere mm. and, and that comes from a passion for things like random yeah, niche yeah. films or whatever so I don't think there's like an inherently bad thing in that but it's like recognising when you separate yourself from everything yeah. what is it you're drawn back to
0: and, and also it's the balance if you, if you spend all your time doing that well actually there's got to be a sense of okay I need to be more intentional about uh, bringing exercise in and making space for friends, and when I make space for friends, maybe it's we don't go to the cinema. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, is I suppose it's small things like that, and just being aware of how you balance the scales. And scales look different for everyone, won't they? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but no. Yeah. So, well, one thing I wanted to bring up as well because um, cause I, I can see time going, and it was the um, it was the sense around uh, about the lies we live, and it's interesting when you 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 talked about um, when you were ill the uh or whatever at school like unless you were really ill like unless you literally couldn't walk you were going to school and I, I remember going to school and I'm pretty sure I had the flu when I went to school like because it was one of those where I could, could you know can you get up yeah can you walk yet? Yeah. right get out of my house like put your coat on you'll be fine and I remember sat in class with my coat on and the teacher asked me to take my, my English teacher Jack can you take coat off please and I was there like miss I don't think I can please can i keep it on i'm so cold (laughs) poop myself (laughs) and and she she looked at me and just took one look why are you here i I got told i had to go. i don't know (laughs) it was literally like that but but and so i i went to school like really ill i needed to be off but i I didn't right and i still remember when i worked at um behavior management school way back when and uh uh there was one day and i was coming home and it was still, it's still light at this point. So it must've been, um, I can't remember what time I did, but, but basically I was heading home at like half three, four, uh, and it was still light. Um, and, um, uh, I, and I got to Queens Park mini roundabout, for those of you local that know where that is. And um, broad daylight, I got hit by a car off my bike. Right. Explained so much. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, and because it, it was at a roundabout, they, they'd slowed down to come towards the roundabouts. So as they hit me, they were accelerating so but it, so they weren't going quick quick as in it was i reckon maybe 15 20 miles an hour so it wasn't enough to do damage it wasn't 30 mm. or anything like that um but because they'd slowed down thought, oh they've seen me and i had right away it's totally their fault um but they hadn't just total mental blip on their part broad daylight visibility was good they just kind of clocked me and hit me right and i'd hit the they literally t-boned the front of my bike hit, and then i'd i'd gone onto the bonnet and then bounced off the bonnet and onto the roundabout, right, this mini roundabout. And I lay there for a little bit. And I was just, and I was fine. I'm, I'm generally quite measured in those kind of situations. Because I was like, okay, Jared, before you do anything, just wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, make sure nothing's broken. Did all that, absolutely fine. And then um, uh, this lady gets out of the car. And she hadn't got out for a little while. Like, she'd been there for, like, two, three minutes. And the car was stationary. She didn't drive off. But she got out after two, three minutes. And she was, like, beside herself floods of tears all this sort of stuff and I was literally bear in mind I'm the one that's been hit by the car I was like no it's okay don't worry you just help me out the road I'm a little bit of pain you know that sort of stuff anyway I went to work the next day like mental and it was only probably after work the second day that suddenly my body started to tell me <laughs> the pain I was in Yeah, because for anyone that's had like an impact injury like that like nothing was broken I'd hurt my ankle a little bit like ankle was a little bit swollen blood on it whatever else Um, had a cut on that but uh and helmet was good helmet protected me so that was nice um so i didn't bang my head on the floor or anything so I always wear a helmet um and uh but i tell you the next day i was so stiff so like <laughs> so stiff but I, I went to work yeah like mental right so stupid and yet it was one of those now why am i telling you that because um i think when it comes to rest i think i've probably at different points in my life convinced myself that i need to earn uh, what's the how do I phrase this? I need to show people that I'm worth my position or my place there. So like I w- there's times where I've probably worked too many hours, like even my current job when I first started, I was working too many hours for what I was actually doing, and I could feel the time quite comfortably. But the point was I was I was not um um boundaried enough in the way I applied my time. Um, which which meant I was I was working too much, and not resting as much. And, and the reality is that that's because have you heard of a cycle of grief and cycle of grace? So if you no. okay, type them into Google, but basically, cycle of grief, cycle of grace, and it's it's one of those where, um, they uh, uh the cycle of grief, and it, there's like four stages, but the first and last stage, are, um, uh, kind of reversed on each one. So the cycle of grief will tell you that, um, um, you uh, you start with achieve, so that's. Uh, step one, and then step two and three, I can't remember, but step four is acceptance. And the whole point is you are striving to achieve, 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 achieve with the view that eventually if you achieve enough, you'll be accepted, right? Mm. Which in some ways is mental because the reality is no matter how much you achieve, if you're living in that cycle, you'll never achieve enough to be accepted in your own head. Yeah, You'll always get to a point where you're like, oh, but there's more that can be achieved. So I need to do that before I can be accepted. And then you get then you're like, oh, but there's still I can still achieve that. So yep. then so you never actually achieve acceptance. That's why it's okay. a cycle of grief. Cycle of grace is actually you start with acceptance. Yeah. And then you got stages two and three. And then you end up at um you end up at uh, achieving the whole okay. point being is flipping actually, on his head. Yeah, because the reality is, um y- you're enough as you are. Like you have really got nothing to prove in that sense. That's so uh mm. like, yeah, you know, if you've been given the job and you do a good job and you know, that that's enough. Like you're enough as you are, and um and I remember some like I remember I answered an email, uh, uh um, I think over a weekend or something, and and, uh, Mike, my vicar, he basically told me pretty bluntly, but also very lovingly. He said, Jared, you're not important enough. That email needs to be answered. And the reality was, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like if I was the president of the United States. And is a thing of an email of like, should we press press the big red button? Yeah, that's probably quite an important email, isn't it? But the reality is no one's gonna die if I don't answer that email. Like mm. the world isn't gonna end. I'm really not important enough that, that email needs to be answered then, right? Um But in in your own head, so actually there's a point where I had to flip everything and I said, be like, actually, you know, I'm I'm accepted as I am. And when when you can ground yourself in that, that gives you and then you realise out of that place you're you that's where you can really achieve because you're not hindered by the perceptions of how other people see you. Mm. At that point, then y- you achieve authentically, but also it gives me it allows me to give myself permission to rest well. Cause I'm like, I don't feel guilty about taking rest. And I think for a little while, when I was resting, I couldn't rest well because I was thinking, oh especially like when I was recouping to I'd worked hours and I was trying to take time and loo. I almost felt guilty about oh I should be working now. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and so I, I didn't and then I wasn't resting effectively. Because I didn't feel like I was giving myself permission to rest, so actually it was it was redundant rest. Whereas now I'm in a place where, because I, I think differently, and and feel differently, I'm, I'm just more comfortable in myself and in my own skin and and what my identity looks like and all that. Um, now when I rest and when I take time off in lieu, actually I think no, I, this is right because yeah. I know I've worked that time, and so this is I'm taking this this is my time now, and that's okay. Yeah. And so now when I take that time. I can literally switch my brain off, not think about work at all. That's all kind of a, a real, clearly defined boundary line, and then I can I can I can rest as needed. So so yeah. So when I said earlier about like the um know, yeah, the lies I'm living about oh actually you're not doing enough. That's not that's just, I just I just I had to work my myself through mm-hmm. that to come to a point of oh no I am. So um uh, and at, only at that point did my did my rest out work kind of really look more like rest. I yeah. think. Um, yeah. So yeah so that was just another point so it's not I think it's not just about lifestyle and that sort of stuff actually there's a point of you know what what's your how, how do you view yourself in some of that I yeah mean, I re- think re- that's re- that's,
1: the, that's the thing and it's like it's recognizing the value that you have
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: like we, that we all have yeah I think mm. that comes and that's that's really difficult uh. for people who don't have maybe a bigger worldview because mm. mm. I think yeah we I think we're quite lucky that fortune because of what we believe in Wow. Helps yeah, us yeah. to really understand our value, mm. as lo- alongside others. I think everyone always thinks it's all about other people's value, but there's a point where you've got to recognize your own to be able to give out from yeah. what you are. And so that's and a really mm-hmm. interesting take on that. Really, like the whole, yeah, like is is it is it important enough to detract from from you and yeah. the value that you you deserve and the rest that you deserve and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: And I think as well, just in terms of people getting the best of you, like there's so I've got um I've got a friend, you know, him at church. He's got a friend called Ralph. No, and uh, he's such a great such a guy and but he's he's a jew like a messianic jew look google it if you want to know what that is but um if you don't know what that is but but ba- he's basically a jew that believes in jesus essentially but um that he he is so au-, au fait with the jewish culture and jewish rhythms and he like told me about like the jewish idea of rest and so um and his thing is like um uh so jews have this principle of sabbath and it's kind of Sabbath is, and he always said to me, you have a day off, but make sure you have a Sabbath. Now, a day off can be a movable thing. Like, oh, I've got to work that day. But Sabbath, that's the thing. No matter what happens, you don't move it. Like, that's an immovable object. And he kind of, and if you know anything about like the creation story in Christianity, there's a thing of like, um, God made the world in six days, but he rested on the seventh. Now, if we believe that God's all powerful in a Christian worldview, he doesn't need to rest. He chooses to rest to model it. And the way that Ralph kind of put it is a Jewish perspective is, The Sabbath, you would start on a Friday evening when the sun goes down, and then your Sabbath would end when the sun goes down the following day. So it goes like from Friday evening to Saturday evening. It's not like the start that it's not when you get out of bed to when you go to bed. It's like Friday evening to Saturday evening. And so and and he said basically you you that's because your day comes out of rest, your week comes out of rest. So you never work. He's like you never work until you need the rest. Even if you don't need the rest, you rest anyway. And so every all your work and energy comes out of rest. Yeah. Uh, and and he said and that's just a it's very Jewish Jewish way to think about it. And it's probably we, we just don't do it in a, in a kind of the Western culture. And I was no. like that's really really helpful. So making that Sabbath as an movable movable object in your in your week means actually you will rest even if you're like you've had a really easy week. So like you've been on holiday or like in between jobs for two weeks. So he would say no, you still need to put your Sabbath in. And rest on that. Don't mm-hmm. be like, oh, I rest is so I don't need the Sabbath. You put that in as the rhythm, so that you, the following week you're still working out. Yeah. Rest. Which I was like, oh, that's really really helpful. So oh, I find that really useful. So thanks, Ralph. Um, <laughs> yeah, cheers, Ralph. Yeah. But, um, oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of of um of rest, uh, mm-hmm. we can now rest assured oh. in the fact that the answer to last week's uh rustling question, oh yeah, can be answered.
0: Oh yes, it can. So um that's our
1: way of getting out of the main topic that was, into that the follow up
0: that was a smooth transition i think as well we we actually deleted the um the, the sound, sounds so we can't so remind yeah, you what it sounded really like it's come kind of like this <laughs> That was like. debatant, so, yeah. so what what was it, Jared? It was a gold bar wrapper. Woohoo! Oh yeah. so
1: well done if you got that. Any but the people that have responded to me yeah. have not got it right. Mm. Um someone got close by saying they thought it was a chocolate bar wrapper, but we were very specific. Yeah, we had to be
0: gold bar. Yeah,
1: had to be gold bar wrapper. We might mm. have even did we talk about the fact we were eating gold bars? I can't remember. I
0: actually can't remember.
1: And by gold bars, we don't mean literal bars
0: of yeah, gold. we're not like, like gold we, bullion. We didn't steal them from the Bank of England. They're actually not wrapped. Yeah. So that would be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so for anyone that gave that answer, you moron. But it was that classic British snack of a gold mm, bar. The old lunchbox special.
1: All Oof. of our American and foreign listeners won't know what a gold bar is no idea but but yeah so we've got a new sound for this week oh we have um so jared if you want to cue up the sound i actually
0: can't remember which one it is Uh, is it that one
1: we'll just try it and see what happens no it's not that one you sure it's not that That one that might be try it
0: oh maybe it's this one yeah no it is oh i haven't turned it up (laughs) (laughs) sorry okay here we go i think it's the white one you sure should i try it okay Adele no (laughs) no (laughs) it's not that one okay next one there we go okay so one more time okay you ready Um, what is this sound
1: so just I will give you a hint this week yeah we're recording from from my house yes Um, my Instagram is the real coffee aficionado yes uh, so check that out it might give you some insight into excellent. into what, what it could, it could be. be and yeah. and i mean we want us. if you can tell us what it is that'd be yeah. great if you can tell us what the
0: action is as well what's Ooh, happening to the thing that's exciting then that could be then, an extra bonus point then matt might send you i might send you the thing oh or one of the thing yeah just just one excellent yeah that that's exciting. Excellent.
1: Well, we were going to do some follow-up because we, mm. we briefly watched the Doctor Strange new oh, trailer. Oh, my goodness. Jared lost his mind. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> check out the the newest Doctor Strange. Now, this is recorded on the 22nd, and it was released eight days ago. Yeah. So it was released on the... Uh,
0: four- 16th? 14th. 14th,
1: yep. <laughs> it was released on the 14th. It was Super Bowl Sunday it came out. Mm. It came out as part of the Super Bowl mm. ads. Um, so check it out if you haven't already it's the second trailer if it's not strange w- what just very briefly yeah t- tell the our listeners what you thought of it
0: i mean i i almost don't want to give spoilers to the trailer did you shit your pants i mean uh i a little bit did come out i'm not gonna lie excitement oh so much excitement um i'm pumped and it says it's coming in the summer that's too vague i want dates I wanna, no i can tell you what date i, wanna, it comes I out. i want to book annual leave now to go and watch it but then re-watch it
1: i will tell you when it's coming out i will check my Odeon app
0: so because i saw i've seen spider-man twice and i feel like this is going to be similar like i'm going to want to go see this in the afternoon and then go straight back in to see it in the evening
1: it comes out because i've
0: got the Odeon card so it makes it a bit easy you do you're
1: limitless as well aren't you yeah yeah it comes out oh gosh where are you uh friday the 6th of may Friday, 6th of May. Well, yep.
0: that's my Friday, 6th of May sword.
1: You can't book it yet. What? Oh, because you can't... I don't think you can anyway. I don't think you've actually put the... Oh, man. Because you can only book like a few... That's oh, wait. Fine. No, maybe you can. No, oh, no, uh-huh. there's nothing on Friday, 6th down. of May. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Yeah, it's exciting. So, <sighs> but it's, it looks very exciting. Multiverse so of Madness. Yes. It's like the... Obviously, they've teased it in a lot of the films that've been out, but this feels like it could be the actual start of the multiverse of madness.
0: Yeah, or the multiverse. Oh, um, I, I bet. Basically, yeah. once they start making the multiverse a proper, um, hardcore, because at the minute it's kind of been a side story, hasn't it? To in in the yeah, in it's the always Marvel been like films. a bit of a
1: teasing thing. Post yeah. post um Low-key. phase four. Oh or yeah. So yeah. Like Post end game. Yeah. It's sort of been like everything's been pointing. Well, everything's been about the multiverse, but they never really quite. Yeah, they just. But I, it
0: feels like this is this could be the pivot point to explode into so many films of just just multiverse yeah. cross it. Which I wonder if it's going to get excessive. I wonder if they want to be able to just keep it as a thing, but not totally go mental with it. Because like, like for example, um, y- you can end up with like ten Iron Mans and then you know seven Captain Americas, and you know just because whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it could be a bit excessive. So they've got to be. I mean um they so far I've never been disappointed with a Marvel film. Okay. So I feel so I think they'll do fine.
1: I, I've prepped myself. My preparations for watching this film mm. has been I, I this and this is a little little hint to our listeners and we're at an hour, so yeah. We're just gonna finish up after this. But my little hint to the listeners is that I um I watched Logan again recently. Ooh. So yeah, make of that what you will. Because I love Ooh. Logan. Great film. I've actually never seen it. <gasps> Oh my gosh!
0: Well, because it wasn't part of the MCU, and I just yeah. Anyway, Well, not not none of the X Men technically part of the MCU. Yeah, that's why they're I still great. Yeah, they are good. Oh, anyway. yeah, I watched a few. Anyway, yeah, great. See, yeah. I'm excited. Um, um, yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Okay. This has been the Sunset Sessions podcast with Jared and Matt. I'm Jared, and I'm Matt. Bye. Bye. Adele is officially a turf.